0: This is Three Valleys Radio. The heart is a bloom,
1: shoots up through the stony ground. But there's no room,
0: and it's time for another of our in conversation series.
1: Space to win in this town, you're out of luck, and the reason that you had to care.
0: Each week, we catch up with a present or former Yobotown player or a celebrity fan to discuss their life within the sport. And we catch up with a bit of their favourite music as well. And tonight's guest is none other than Matty Hayfields. He talks to us direct from Norway, where he resides now. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the show again. And tonight, we, we've gone over to Norway to catch up with Matty Hayfield. Matty, how are you? I'm fine, thanks, Lady. Nice to speak to you. And to you, sir, and to you. So, first of all, I've got to ask, what are you doing
2: in Norway? Uh, that's a long story, really. I was um, When I eventually left Yeovil, I went to the chiropractic college down in Bournemouth. Yeah. Uh, that's the reason why I left uh, Yeovil, because they went full-time, and I, I'd already committed to the, the five-year doctor's degree really there so
0: yeah
2: i met my wife there now and she was norwegian so when i finished my course i thought i would give it a go and that was 2005 so i've been here for 15 years now oh Oh. right so whereabouts whereabouts in norway are you I'm um, just about 100 kilometres away from Oslo a town called Jürvik which is near Lillehammer where they had the Olympics in 94 the Winter Olympics yeah I remember the name so, I must admit rings, yeah. rings so it takes me about 8 hours to get home because my parents still live in Bristol mm-hmm. about 8 hours door to so. door
0: and, and what's, nice. what's the weather like over there uh, you know in Norway I mean when, one thinks of snow <laughs> and ice and stuff is it all like that or not?
2: That's it. That's where where I live. Basically from November to mid April it's snow, winter time and then we've got the the long spring night, summer nights. So I'm off I'm actually gonna play golf tonight. Right, you can play well, golf here up to sort of eleven o'clock at night in the summer. Oh, okay, can you? Yeah, want to.
0: Oh, yeah. That's,
2: that's okay then. But it's quite warm. It's about fifteen degrees today, so it's not too cold either. Yeah, it's, the summer's mess.
0: Oh, it's about twenty-three over here. <laughs> 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 but no, it's, it's quite nice actually. But uh, just as well, really, with this uh, this, yeah. this panda. I mean, what's it like over with you over there? I mean, if wow. that, is it hit Norway we- badly?
2: I think Norway is the least affected country in the whole of Europe. Really, we went, in, we went into lockdown about ten days before the UK. Mm-hmm. We've had a total number of deaths that's including the uh, registered old age people, so is only 216. Really, <laughs> we've got at the moment only I think less than 60 people in hospital. Mm all our schools are open up again next week but we're, we've been locked down for eight weeks away from school yeah yeah so it's we've been really lucky but i mean
0: well i think we're, i think we were a little bit slow but i mean when you look at that and you think we've had over thirty thousand, which is like it's yeah. just incredible it's uh,
2: well it's a completely different country there's only five million people live here
0: mm, yeah so
2: the this the distancing is quite normal really.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i so. suppose it must be really yeah absolutely yeah. But um, well Matty you were born in Bristol uh, yeah. in 1975 um yeah. what are, what are your first memories of football how did you you know when you when you were a little toddler or well you know oh, a little toddler but sort of I
2: remember the 82 world cup I in Spain I ran home from school I just managed to catch the Brian Robson when he scored after, I think, 27 seconds. Yeah, I
0: remember that one, yeah. And then he uh, went and broke, broke his I,
2: arm I, or his shoulder I, or something, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, I fell in love with Brian Robson, so I followed mm. Manchester United after that eventually. Oh, you and I are going to go then, on like a household fire then. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> the uh, only other game I remember for that was um, the Brazil to Italy 3, where Paolo Rossi scored all three. Yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, that was big, and then it was... The, after that, I think FA Cup final 84, Everton and Watford, and then United won in 85, Norman Whiteside, and mm. just football mad, really. And then Maradona in 86, and just that was it. I was always just going to be a footballer, that was it.
0: <laughs> so, so when did you actually start playing? I mean, you know, we'll getting to oh. a, a team, not necessarily a professional one now, but just, just one of the
2: early, you know, Well, the earliest was back in uh, school times. We had school football, so I think mm. I was seven in my junior school. Yeah, yeah. And I played a. Uh, inter-house matches probably if some of your listeners might remember those sorts of games um, mm-hmm. and then it's to the boys' brigade Yeah, and then the youth leagues in uh, in and around Bristol from the age of about nine the Hannah minor league I was playing for a team called Avon Athletic and mm-hmm. I think they're still going and then it progressed on to sort of representative sides and then from the age of about 13 or 14 it was all trials professional clubs were looking around and I eventually um I was a schoolboy with Chelsea eventually, from the age of fourteen to sixteen. So you must have been you must have
0: been showing some signs of skill, and um, you know, otherwise Chelsea wouldn't have come knocking. I would
2: have presumed. No, I, I, I don't want to be too boastful, but I was quite a good player at my age. Uh, mm. Lots, lots of clubs wanted to sign me, really, and. Yeah. I, I chose Chelsea because I don't really know why, but they were offering everything, you know, at that age. Mm, yeah. Like Tracksuit, yeah. boots, and it was, like, too good to be true. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was it was tough. I was, from the age of 14, every Sunday morning, my dad would drive me up to the training ground there, just outside of Heathrow. Right. When we'd play against all the other representatives from yeah. Arsenal, Tottenham. So I was playing against the best players of my age, and I was the only... Non-London boy in the Chelsea sort of under fourteen, fifteen team.
0: Time for some music now, and this one is "Enjoy the Silence" by Depeche Mode. <laughs>
1: Into my little world, painful to me, it's right through me. Don't you understand? Oh, my little girl.
0: First of Matt's choices was Enjoy the Silence by Depeche Mode. So you were driving up from Bristol every day there, were you, to Heathrow? No, it was every Sunday morning, it was. Yeah? When I'd be
2: from the ages of 14 to 16 to play for Chelsea schoolboys. What would we do without our dad, say? Oh... Man, he, he he's drove enough miles from me. I owe everything, really. Yeah, and my mum. It always the same with the parents. You can't really do anything unless you've got those parents behind you. Yeah, really. well, that's true enough. That's true enough. So, so, I'm always grateful for that.
0: So, 90, when you left Chelsea, then did you go there, was it straight to Bristol Rovers then, or did no, you go in between?
2: Was, Chelsea offered me another year at 16 to stay at 17 because I was a, an in between age group, so I could stay for another year. Yeah. But to be honest, I'd fallen out of love of football I'd become so just the the travelling the the way we were treated we were in that era of um, which has come to light now the sexual abuse children not that yeah. I had anything to do with that but it was no. not nice not nice places a lot of them
0: mm-hmm.
2: so I came back to Bristol and I started doing my A-levels actually yeah. Um, then Bristol City actually rang me first so I was there for a year Bristol City and then yeah. then I went for a trial with Rovers and they offered me an apprenticeship within within 24 hours really so i thought well i'll give it a go again you know yeah. so that that was the way it was i was at rovers uh, as a yts and how old would you have been then that were that would have been i was from the age of 16 to 18 as hmm, so a yts all right. yeah all local lads there and that that was great I absolutely loved it you know i've got my uh passion back for football and uh, yeah that was a great time and i got um I was a pro there for three or three, four years, I think, in the end,
0: yeah. Any notable players playing alongside you that that went on yeah, to uh, fame yeah, and I fortune? Played,
2: we had a really good team. I um, yeah. played with Marcus Stewart, Gareth Taylor, Marcus Brown Steve Yates, mm. Brian Parkin. We had a really good really good team. We got to the playoff finals. We lost to Huddersfield 2-1 in the final in ninety-five, ninety-six. Yeah, yeah. And then... Um, then Ian Holloway came in about 97, I think.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we got to the playoff semi-finals again. I was involved a lot that year. Played 25 games. Played with Holloway. Played with Penrice. Played with some really good players. Barry Hales was playing then. Yeah. Jamie Curiton, We had a good team. But we, we lost uh, Northampton in the semi-finals 4-3. That must After have gone in down like a lead balloon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was good but that was the last ever game I played for hours the uh, second leg of the semi-final
0: so that was two semi-finals on the, on the spin was it two years 95-96
2: uh, and then I think it was 97-98 yeah ok so we, we lost the final against Huddersfield I didn't play in that I was I was just a first year professional then mm. Um but in the, in the 97 when we lost 4-3 in the semi-finals against Northampton so, frustrating I would imagine usually in the semi-final oh gutted Hmm. I was gutted because we were winning 3-0 first game at at the memorial yeah Um, Barry Hales hit the post and we would have been 4-0 in front and then they scored one to make it 3-1 and then we uh, well don't really talk about it but I didn't agree with what Holloway did in the second leg with his team and we got absolutely pounded from the first minute and we we lost 3-0 Three nil on the night, four three on aggregate. Oh dear, frustrating yeah. indeed. Then, yeah, I oh, gutted, actually mm. gutted. That's the one of the worst moments I've ever had. Really, was it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I thought we were I thought we're going to get to Wembley, and obviously that's a dream to play at Wembley. But mm. that was it.
0: Well, <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing worse, as I say, than losing the semi final. I, I, or a final because because I remember when Yeovil, um, when Russell Slade was there and Yeovil. Um, I was there then and um, we went uh, to play who was it Blackpool yeah. uh, it was a game that Marcus Stewart who you mentioned earlier was, was uh, perhaps guilty of missing certainly one, but um, you know he was, he was a good player Marcus but, yeah. but um, the coach coming home oh my god you could hear a pin drop it was dreadful yeah. Dreadful! Yeah. us, the worst coach trip I've ever been on. I think is just yeah. just wanted to get over and get out sort of thing, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but, that was it, really. Yeah, but fortunately, from Yovel's point of view, obviously, I I had the benefit of the the next one, which uh, obviously yeah. went well, which I'm sure you know about. But um, so in 1997, then you went out on loan to Yovel and yeah. made five appearances according to this, and you scored one goal. Does that sound about right?
2: Yeah, I would. I got a really bad injury in pre season and. Graham Roberts had come up to watch a practice match up at the Rovers, mm. and um, he just asked Ian Holloway then if he, if he could have me and uh, another guy, Steve Parmenter, on loan for a month. So I was great. I went there and within played there for a month, and I came back on a Friday, and I played against Fulham on a Saturday. You know, so a month at Yeovil was just what I needed, and I really enjoyed it. You know, yeah. it was a good club, nice people, and the football was good. And I went back to. Rovers and that was that for the time being
0: more music now and don't look back in anger from Oasis from the- in anger there by Oase. So then, uh, you then had a transfer to uh, Shrewsbury Town, or was that a loan?
2: Well, what happened, after that that, um, defeat in the semi-finals of the playoffs, Rover had offered me a new contract. Mm. And I declined it because I thought thought better of it, really, and uh, they eventually said, well, you you can leave. So I was a bit shocked at that, and then a few clubs come in and were interested... And I went to Shrewsbury. I was just there for a month training with them, and they had no money really. Not that I was going for much money, but they didn't have any money, so they eventually said, "We can't afford you." Yeah. And then within four, 48 hours, uh, John was John Fry. Was he the chairman? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah John, John Fry had rang me and asked me to come on down and have a chat. So mm. I thought, well why not so yeah. I went down I spoke to John I went with my dad actually I spoke to John Fry and it was Colin Lipp- Lippet was manager then yeah
0: nice bloke Colin well I always thought he was anyway but
2: yeah and within within 10 minutes I'd signed the contract really <laughs> two, two and a half year contract it was yeah it was a no brainer really I needed to play and Jovo a good club local I, I thought well I hopefully could use it to get back into the football league really but yeah I was looking forward to it and I just had a great time at Yeovil.
0: Absolutely great. Well, it's uh, nice, nice to hear. I,
2: yeah. I, I had a great but, time I mean,
0: there as back, well. <laughs>
2: but, but, but back then, Yeovil were a big non-league team. You know, yeah, we were. Yeah. We, we had we had the the big players in in the small league. Really, we should have got mm. promoted, but it was just a matter of games. caught up with us, I think we had to play five in nine days at the end of one season, and we just mm. and we, we just couldn't cope with it. And then Cheltenham and russian and diamonds came in with all their money yeah, we, yeah. We, were, we weren't struggling but we just couldn't quite compete with them at that at that time and so it was a really good time
0: was graham roberts still the manager there graham
2: roberts was the manager when i was there on loan
0: all oh, right but not but, oh that's right no you said colin Lepiot,
2: sorry brain brain yeah, gone dead for a minute but i i came down and i didn't i didn't know of colin really mm. um just spoke to him, and he was—he was just a clever guy, Colin. He knew everyone, knew everything, yeah, and he knew how to treat people. You know. Mm. Um, well, I think, we was, were, I think he was—I think he was Karen. quite a, quite a,
0: a different manager to, to Graham Roberts. I mean, John Fry often used to tell me some of the tales of his—what um, shall I say—his games. With, with Graham Roberts and the, I mean he was a bit of a character to say the least I think whereas, whereas Colin Lippe, it was just a sort of straightforward down to earth nice guy I found and, well he was but uh, you, well, you
2: got on the wrong side of Colin he, we, he'd let you know did he, he yeah a, he wasn't yeah. soft under that sort of happy exterior he was tough he was a tough bloke but Colin was clever because a lot of the I reckon half of our team at that time were coming down from London yeah that's right yeah so we, he said right let's get you all here once a week and we'll train properly Hmm. And he trusted the rest of us to keep fit, do what we had to do, hmm. and we did. You know, we, had, hmm. we uh, I don't know if you remember that team, but we had Tony Pennant was in goal. He was yeah, a better remember. goalie. We yeah, Kevin Brown, Al James Hannigan, uh, Rob Cousins was centre back. Yeah, we had Murray Fishlock, uh, Dave Piper, Jamie Pitman all wing backs, and with Steve Stott centre midfield, he controlled everything. Mm-hmm. Myself and Steve Thompson and Ben Smith in and around midfield. And was there up front? Warren up front. Owen Picker was up front, and then Dell came. We had Jason Eaton. We had Dave North. We had a really, really strong team, night in yeah. and it was. And if if you weren't doing it, you were told it. You know, yeah, a lot of characters. And then Terry Skiverton come in my second year, so we just got a better and better team. But um. We, we didn't need looking after. We looked after ourselves, you know, and that's why we were so successful, really.
0: Mm. Uh, any any games, you know, stick out particularly in your memory from your, your spell at Yeovil?
2: Yeah, um, we played Russian and Diamonds once, mm. and uh, there was, due to injuries, I was put up front with Warren. Right. And um, we ended up winning 5-1. I scored two. And actually, Terry Skiverin scored two that day. That was yeah. great. Yeah. And also two FA Cup games against Cardiff. Yeah. We drew, we drew the first, that was the third round, we drew the first one, one all. Yeah, I was there. They, they scored in the last minute. And yeah. Uh, in the second second game, replayed Colin me. I don't know why, but <laughs> I played centre-back in the first game against uh, Steve Williams. He was the fastest postman, if you remember him?
0: <laughs> don't, but, don't remember him, but I, yeah, I, I remember rude, that game in mean, so much as... Um, don't mention it to Tony Pelleck if you can. Well,
2: exactly, Tony. Totally. <laughs> but we should have won that game. After I scored the right in the last minute. Yeah. And, um, don't know how Steve Stott didn't score from this day on. If you look at it, he, he sort of a goal. He saved it from a yard, and then Tony had his misfortune. Obviously, mm-hmm. and that was it. But, I mean, there was lots of good games, but but a lot of the games I played in, you sort of. We almost won before we got out there. And yeah, we, we had such a good team. Like, you know, if Warren mm. wasn't playing very well, Jason Eaton might score a goal. If yeah, I wasn't scoring. Steve Thompson might score. Oh, James would come and score. We just had a good team
3: mm. Mm.
2: and good subs, and it was it was great. I think we went undefeated one season away from home in one of the seasons up there.
0: Yeah, that's good record. More music now, and this time we've got "If I Say" by Mumford and Son.
4: choice I'm sorry I can never thank you For saving me more trouble, I didn't want any trouble If you were given one more chance would you bring me back to life, bring me back into the light into the light shine on, let it shine on us, and if I say I love you, well then I love you, and if I say I love you, well then I love you. Innocence in your face, bled out without a trace. You won without an enemy, you're ill without a remedy. This night bleeds into night, and I know I came off better than you. It doesn't mean that I feel better doesn't mean that I feel better Let it shine on Let it shine on out. And if I say I love you Well then I love you And if I say I love you well, then I love you And if I say I love you Well then I love you And if I say I love you Well then I love you
0: That was Mumford and Sons, and if I say, So then you moved on to Woking in 2000.
2: Yeah, that that was that was sad, really, because I'd um, been offered a new contract by Yeovil, mm. and it coincided with me going down to Bournemouth to study to be the 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 doctor's degree I was going to study. So that mm. was all planned out, and then suddenly, within a month, uh, Colin had gone. Was it David Webb who came in? Oh, yeah. 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 So the contract they give me was basically, you no, know, it's either full time or nothing. Hmm. And um, within about an hour, Colin had rang me up. It was at Woking. Colin Lippyett. Yeah. So uh, I went off to Woking for the last seven or eight games of the season that year. Um we managed to. I think I went as Steve. Steve Stock came as well. Kevin Brown. Yeah and we managed to keep woking up in the conference and uh, we actually came down to Yeovil and beat Yeovil 3-0 in one of my last games there. Mm. <laughs> but, but that went, went down court. well <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I got good reception from the Yeovil fans which is nice because yeah. I never could say goodbye because it was basically you're off
0: yeah well um, of course you didn't have the windows in those days did you was no, just transfers so, were arranged and you went
2: yeah so I carried on with Woking for another season but the, the tra- I mean I was travelling up from Bournemouth Friday night staying in Woking yeah. you might go away to Halifax on a Saturday yeah getting back and then back to your medical degree in the Monday morning it was too much so mm. I after a year there I tried to carry on at Basingstoke, but again it was too much and I think by the time I was 27 28 I'd stopped really unfortunately so uh, um, this degree you took then I mean um, so are you, are you an
0: osteopath is that, is that
2: no I'm a I'm a chiropractor what's, what's the uh, difference uh the chiropractor deals more with the nervous system where the osteopath works more with organs and and they consider the blood as more of the oh, right. the central core to healing but we're more into the nerves and that, that kind of thing it's quite a similar thing but it's a five-year medical degree and it's full-on so i was, it was i just couldn't carry on my thought well not that i didn't want to no 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 i, but I ended up I actually ended up in my last year at medical school really doing um playing for pool town all right yeah that was fun that was fun used to get 20 pound in a brown envelope back the whole days <laughs> oh. <laughs> would pay for my petrol and that was fun that. yeah yeah
0: well, you better get on an aeroplane because I've got to dodge you back. Um, okay. Sciatic nerve and stuff. So if you'd like to, yeah. you know, pop over, I'm sure a, uh, you know, a personal consultation would, would go down well.
2: No, no problem. If you pay for the flight, I'll be over in,
0: uh, whenever you want. All right, mate, you're on. <laughs> you're on. So, um, okay, so you gave up at 27. Um, yeah. And had you married by then and, and moved to, well, oh, no, obviously no. you had moved to Norway then, but I mean, um, when, when I did didn't... the move come in?
2: I didn't finish that until I was just turning thirty, so that was fifteen year, two thousand and five. Right. So then I I moved to Norway in two thousand five, got married in two thousand six, started up my practice in two thousand six here, and and I was actually playing in third division local league here for for a year, which was a bit fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, anyone who starts their own business, there's there's not much time for anything else but that. So no. Uh, but I've, I, I love football more than ever, you know. are You hear people falling out of love with football, but I just, I love it, you know.
0: Mm.
2: Look what? for Rovers, look for Yeovil, look for Man United every week, try to watch as much as I can. <laughs> love
0: it. Well, of course, Man United have got a
2: Norwegian legend, haven't they? well exactly, yeah. So yeah. Most of the, Norway's got a funny country there, sort of 50 50 Liverpool or Manchester United. Are they? Uh, yeah. Liverpool is very popular here from the early 70s and 80s.
0: More music again, and this time it's Massive Attack and Unfinished Sympathy. Attack and unfinished sympathy. Oh. Let's move away from the shall we? Uh, type <laughs> yeah. of football. But Ollie's um, as a Norwegian. I mean, I've I've been lucky. Enough. I mean, he was definitely one of my heroes when he was playing, along yeah. with along with well, lots of Lumakari Cantonar you name them. But because I've supported him since 1957, so that'll give wow. you some idea. But, yeah. but um, Ollie, I've met Ollie on three or four separate occasions now went up to yeah went up to um, to Carrington with Darren Way when when you know do you remember he had this accident in the car yeah 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 and um Fergie apparently said he'd, he'd arrange a game um, against United for for Darren, and we had to go up. Well, Darren he said, yeah, do you want to come up?" You know, it's Man United. It's like, oh, yeah, too true. So off we went up there, and um, I had to do an interview with with Ollie for the program. Oh, wow. and uh, he was he was just everything. Um, you know, sometimes you you, you meet your, your heroes, and they're not what you expect them to be. Yeah. But he was just charming, lovely bloke, really really nice, helpful. And then when he was manager at Cardiff, if he came to um, Hulsh Park for a friendly, uh, so I met up with him again then, and he signed my shirts and my pictures and all sorts, and oh, just just a lovely bloke, really. A credit yeah. to
2: Norway. But that's the sort of Norwegian way, really. Mm. Nor- most Norwegians. Have- M- much like that yeah. apart from John and that's you know what.
0: You've sported again. you brought Liverpool into the conversation. Wow, just sorry about that. <laughs> but, uh, so, um, but you, never any inclination to to get badges and become a um,
2: uh, you know a coach well, or anything. I <sighs> I did. I did some badges, but it was just the commitment. I, I went the other way. Really, I went into the the educational side, and you, mm. you just don't have time to. But I've been doing a bit now. I've got three children. My all of them play football. They're yeah. eight, ten, and twelve. So I help train my the twelve and ten year olds team. So I really enjoy that. I often think all. Oh, what if I'd have took my badges? Could I be like Terry Skiverton? But then I think I'm not sure I really wanted to be, <laughs> to be honest.
0: <laughs> Last of Matty's tracks now it is When You Were Young by The Killer. <laughs> killers there and when you were young <laughs> well of course terry's terry's terry the terry's mr Yovel yeah. Ye- really and he's still there he's he's manager of the um academy now yeah. um but he's also kind of uh, how can i put it well he, he's sort of acting assistant manager i, th- yeah. I think they Yovel haven't got the money to better pay him as a full-time assistant manager so he does sort of two jobs at once really but uh,
2: i still keep in contact with a lot of the old guys through Different Facebook groups, WhatsApp groups. So mm. I, I speak to Terry Nan again. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, we had some good good laughs and good. Terry still uses the old expression I used to use before he. Ran out from the tunnel at Yeovil whenever it gets a bit annoying. I can't repeat it on the radio.
0: Oh, it it. as good as that, is it right? Yeah,
2: <laughs> makes us laugh. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so, so the future, I suppose, for you now is is very much Norway and and your 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 business, your your uh, profession. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm
2: uh, I'm doing well here. We've got four clinics now. got um, it's all going well. I Just. I'm in that stage in my life where I just... My kids, really. Yeah, yeah. I work in with them to make them good people and just to see what happens there. And my son is desperate to be a professional footballer, so if that happens, then so be it. <laughs> mm.
0: But no no inclination to ever come back to England now, then you're you're pretty much um, there, are you? I
2: don't... I never say never, because I've, I've had offers, a couple of offers, to go and do a few different things. Yeah. So... I, I wouldn't say no, but I wouldn't say yeah. You know, I'd like to explore another country, another language, a different different social situations. So I, I don't know. See what happens, mm. really. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, look, Matthew, thanks very much for joining us all from all Hello. the way over there in Norway. You're yeah.
2: You're what where was it, L- Lily? Lilyhammer. Well, it's a, it's a, my town is actually called Yervik. Right, Yervik. Okay. Yeah. So if anyone wants to look it up, or they're ever around here, I've got a nice house and a. Flat in the basement, they're always welcome to stay. And we haven't got no coronavirus now. <laughs>
0: Fair enough then, but we we probably can't get out of the country let alone no. get over to Norway. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. But no, thanks for, for joining us, mate. Really appreciate it and uh good luck with your your uh, your business and um stay safe as the expression goes. Yeah,
2: you too. Best wishes to all the Yeovil fans out there and onwards and upwards as Absolutely. things get better.
0: Cheers, thank mate. you. Thank you very much. Shoots up Well that's it for another week That was Matty Hayfield over there in Norway. So thanks for joining us. Thanks Matty for joining us Join us again next week when we have another star guest for you. Keep listening to Three Valleys Radio The traffic is stuck.
1: And you're not moving anywhere You thought you
5: found a friend. Take you out of this place Someone you can land ahead In return for grace It's a beautiful
3: she